0: There is nothing worse than when a guy comes up to you and is like, Yeah, I could beat you, yes, and, and beach volleyball. And I'm like, what The F, you could. Like, I've <laughs> for 14 years of my life. Like, there is nothing more annoying than when a guy says that. And I know Z and I get that all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. either like
1: they're just stupid or it's just a bad way of flirting. Like, either
0: way, it's just. I'm, oh, I'm Maddie. I'm Z, I'm Johnny.
1: what's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the it girls podcast with brez and z and we have a really special guest today miss
0: um, lauren barnes so, lauren what's going on
2: nothing much i'm, I'm pumped to be here
0: for having me we were so excited to have you, Lauren, and to give like the audience some background. Lauren and I, ironically, work at the same company. Um, it's a big company, but it's not like it's not like Fortune 500 by any means. Um, and when it was my first week, and I got an email in my inbox, and it said like. Hey, Maddie, like I, I work at Sting and I know someone who knows you. I also work at Baird. I played at Wisconsin and I like sent it to my family. And like, she thinks I don't know who she is. Like, I've been, following her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, everyone in volleyball knows who Lauren Barnes is. So we are so pumped to have you on and kind of give people your story outside of uh, your amazing volleyball career. So thanks for coming on. Of
2: course, I'm happy to be here.
0: So start us off by telling us a little bit about like, where you're from, how you grew up. I, I always like love hearing these parts of people's stories because I think like where we grew up and how we grow up determines so much about who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, not to steal your thunder, but Lauren has—is it six to five sisters and one brother, or six sisters? Yes, five sisters and a brother. Six siblings. Okay, so six siblings. Um, grew up in northern Chicago suburbs. Um, played at First Alliance with Dana. Rekki, right? Yes, for a year. For a year. Okay, for a year. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And me and Z were both like, wait, we had no idea. So anyways, just tell us how you were raised, how it kind of made you the woman you are today.
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, like Maddie said, one of uh, one of seven. I have six siblings. Um, I'm actually the third oldest. So I have an older sister, an older brother, and then four younger sisters. Um, but growing up, I mean, it was like organized chaos. My parents, they're saying they're <laughs> <that> amazing. <laughs> don't know how they did it, but they did it. Um, and now we're all, the youngest is a freshman in high school. The oldest just had her first kid. So now we all just worship the ground our niece walks on.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> awesome. But growing up, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, we had a lot going on at all times, but I always looked up to my older sister. Um, she was kind of like the coolest person ever to me. Um just, I don't know, she she played volleyball, and I wanted to play volleyball, and um, I don't know, she was so good at volleyball, she won state championships, I think okay. she won two, she got to go play Division I level, so she always motivated me, and she always looked out for us, and all that, and then, like I said, my parents were saints, they, like, just made, they really, truly made us who we are today, um, especially just, they taught us the, the importance of hard work, and the importance of betting on yourself, and perseverance, and all of that good stuff, and they were able to teach it to
0: all seven of us, so um, pretty awesome, crazy. And you okay, so your older sister played at Marquette, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and, okay, Z, I don't think I told you this, maybe I did, Z, but um, you live with your sister now, right? And her baby, I, yes, I do, <laughs> yeah, you
1: did tell me that because I was going through the family pictures on your Instagram, and I was like, there's one picture where your older sister's husband's in it, and I was like, okay there's two brothers, there's four sisters. And I was like, wait, no. And then she was like, no, she lives with that sister. It yeah. was crazy. So I love, but yeah, she didn't
2: tell me that. I live with my, my brother-in-law um, in Milwaukee, new to the area. I didn't really have friends moving here. Um, I've since kind of met some friends. Shout out to Maddie as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, I might as well save some money. I'll get to be the cool aunt. My my niece yeah. just turned one. So oh. my, my siblings are always like, you're the favorite aunt. It's not fair. Well, you have to live with her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think um, there is there probably not like a more spoiled niece in the world than having six aunts, five aunts, crazy. Regardless, I, that's crazy.
2: Yep. We love her and like the girl clothes, guys. Oh my gosh, they're oh. so cute. You want to buy them all, and then she grows out of them in like a month, and you're like, well, now we need to buy more.
0: <laughs> Take all of our money. <laughs> Take it all. So you can have you can have it all. And uh, then your brother-in-law is the um, the lacrosse coach at Marquette, right? For uh, men.
2: Assi- assistant, but yeah, assistant
0: what what an awesome family and then another thing so your older sister played in marquette and then your younger sister currently plays at illinois right That's correct yep do your other sisters play like i know the baby's a baby baby but do mm-hmm. the other ones play so my one
2: that was in between me and my sister at illinois she played uh for a little bit at st mary's college in um indiana which is right by notre dame so that was d3 but then she was like i just kind of want to do club um she likes the social scene and she kind of was like club is just as fun so totally. and- just as competitive, so um, she decided to do that. And then the one uh, under the one at Illinois, so the second to youngest, um, second to last, is she's yeah. actually just going to Marquette. Um, she didn't want to play volleyball. She wanted to go into nursing, and she just knew she wouldn't be able to balance the two. So going yeah. to, they'll be in Milwaukee area, but she's going to school for nursing. So,
0: Oh, that's awesome. Wait, is she a mm-hmm. freshman, Lauren? Or she's she going to, work- yes. Oh my gosh! So is my sister, as you know. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: that is cool. Um, so you talked about your brother-in-law, and some things that, like, don't really, like, make sense in my head are, like, sports like lacrosse and hockey being, like, popular at all. And you played hockey growing up. And talk kind of about how that changed your volleyball game, why you decided not to play it anymore.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think hockey, probably the number one thing, is it made me as kind of tough and gritty as I kind of was on the court. Um, I don't know. I, like when you're out on the ice with, I played with boys until I think, I don't even know, I was like 12 or 13. Um, So like playing with boys and just getting knocked around, you kind of just have to be tough, especially when you're the smallest one out there. Still small today, was always small growing up. Um, (laughs) But uh, it kind of just made like you tough. You hit the ground like a billion times in volleyball. You just get back up, you do it again, you do it again and over and over again. Um, So that was definitely a part of it, but it also helped me with um, kind of seeing the game. In hockey, you have to be able to see the, the ice. Um, I was forward, so transitioning to volleyball is a little different That I was on defense, but you still had to kind of, you had to play defense in hockey, but it also just had to be aware of everything going on. You had to be aware of the other five players on the ice or six, including the goalie, but also like your five on your side. Um, so it kind of helped being able to see multiple things at a time in volleyball, because as you both know, if you get locked in just on the ball or just on one thing, you're the, the play's already over it's done yeah. <laughs> so you can't really contribute much um so it definitely helped with that as well um I decided to stop playing volleyball so I started when I was three years old um I also thought my brother was the coolest person in the world wanted to be just like him when I was really young so he was doing hockey so I had to do hockey um I started so I started when I was young when I was three got to start playing with him and then I decided after my freshman year. When I was balancing club hockey, club volleyball, and high school volleyball, I was like, I can't do this anymore. There was like, I would go from high school practice and then we'd run hills for conditioning in high school, and then I'd go to hockey practice where we'd condition and then we'd get on the ice. And it was just like, it was basically four practices in a day. And it was just becoming too much. And then obviously, you kind of as you get older, you want to focus on one thing and get really good at one thing. Um, so I knew I'd have to decide one or the other um and then volleyball just it has it has so many more opportunities than hockey and i actually listened to your podcast with cammy obviously i
0: had, yeah. I had to listen to the,
2: the badger um, representative as well but um, she's the
0: goat she is the I, goat
2: yeah you guys kind of learned there's not as many opportunities in hockey so i was like let's go this route there's so much more like opportunity to play at the division one level that's what i really wanted to try to do um so i kind of put hockey aside and stuck with volleyball and it worked out.
1: <laughs> Obviously. And I have a question. So you talked about in hockey, you were kind of in some position where you're able to score a mm-hmm. lot, I would assume, with the forward. Yes. And in volleyball, you're in a position where you touch the ball often, but not in a way to score. And I think about this when I watch football a lot. Is like these offensive, defensive linemen. Like, how was this fun for them? Like, they're just running around hitting people and they don't ever touch the ball. They don't score. Talk about like now you're on the side. You were on a side where mm-hmm. you don't really get to be a part of that part of the game anymore.
2: Right. Um that's actually a great question and is when I always played hockey like my coaches always would tell me I needed to shoot more. I've always been the person that likes to set people up. So I think mm-hmm. it actually translates pretty well to my volleyball position. Yeah. I was constantly being told you need to shoot, you need to shoot, you need to shoot, stop looking for like the perfect pass or whatever. Um so it was a little bit of an easier transition for me, but being in college, I don't know. Maddie, you might relate, but I like to just be everyone's hype woman. I like to let everyone else do the do the hard work. Um I, I would say my work was not easy by any means, but you kinda of get the first touch and then you just get to hype everyone up and kind of have their backs. Um, that's kind of what I like to do. I like to be behind the scenes and things, um, and just kind of let everyone else do the hard and kind of <laughs>
1: real dirty work and score. Totally. You brothers are so humble. <laughs> <laughs>
0: most of them most of them (laughs) um so okay first of all going back to what you briefed on starting at age three Mm -hmm. that I feel like there's like very few sports that start young hockey's one of them Mm -hmm. Um, soccer obviously that's like the ultimate baby sport gymnastics yeah yeah. I feel
2: like too what would you say I feel like dance too
0: yeah. yeah i just can't even i can hardly skate like and i'm like 22 i don't even can't even imagine a three-year-old on ice skates
1: yeah i <laughs> so in my head like uh, i know people start walking before the age of three but when i read that i was like did you know how to walk i, like, yeah, I don't really know
2: <laughs> i mean it's a slow process you go out there with like your little push thing that you have to like balance on or like you like a baby deer boards, but that's crazy. Uh-oh. by that time my brother had already been playing for two years so i was like Let's go. It's time to go. Yeah. Did he play in college, Lauren? Uh He played club. He actually played at Marquette.
0: <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. Oh. Yeah, and obviously, like, honestly, you talked about Kami's episode, talking about how there's not as much opportunity. But even for men, like, there's just not as many right opportunities out there for hockey as there are for other sports. But, yeah. um, okay, so transitioning away from hockey, going back to the sport that you actually <laughs> that you actually <laughs> played and, like, had, made a career out of. Um how did you? How and when did you choose to go to Minnesota, mm-hmm. and um, talk about that decision? And then we'll get into the Wisconsin decision. Wisconsin decision after that,
2: for sure. So, I first sent out emails and kind of like started diving into college searching. I think AAUs of my sophomore year. So what's that June ish? Yeah. Uh, my dad was like, "Okay, if you want to be good, serious about it, let's just at least get your name out there." I was like, okay, sounds good. So I sent out a bunch of emails um, and I didn't get a lot of responses actually. So at that time I was on the second team um, and like, as you guys played club, like second teams don't really get that much love. Um, At least not by like the big schools that you really want to go to. And at the time I was like, I want to try to play as high at a level as I can. So didn't get many responses, got a lot of kind of generic, just, yeah, I guess we have a walk-on position for you, but like, we'll see. Um, Seventeens year. Then was the first year I made the top team. Um, So I was kind of pumped about that, especially being on Dana Recchi's team. Like, the coaches are coming to see her. She's already committed at that point, but everyone still wanted to watch her. So I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, coaches are starting to watch. Um, And that's kind of when I started the conversation with Minnesota. Um, They were one of the first emails. Um, Like, one of the first schools I emailed as well. Like, the list was long. (laughs) so. but they kind of responded that same kind of like, yeah, well, we have a walk on position for you. Um, and then junior year, like I said, they kind of started watching. We kind of had more conversations. And then I think going into senior years when I actually committed, maybe I was already had already started my senior year of high school. Wow. But it's kind of like the same thing. Not many colleges had really watched me. So they were all kind of walk on positions. I got a walk on offer and, I was like, I cannot turn down the big
0: time. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm going there and I'm like, let's see what what happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jaw on the floor, and Z knows exactly why. Okay, wait, a couple things. Our stories are similar. I was on the twos team too mm-hmm. at, at Sting. And that to this day was like probably like one of the hardest days of my life when they put me on the twos team. I was like, I wanted to play for the biggest wool ever. And yep. t- you were similar in that situation, and um, yeah, Ducky was like all that was on my list. I was, and <laughs> they offered. I'm like, other people still ask me with Z, they'll be like, So, who did you, who, what other schools were you guys talking to? And I look at Z and I'm like, Bro, you gotta go, like, I got no <laughs> <girls>. <laughs> yes, that's
2: what uh, a lot of people ask. And believe it or not, I started on the forest team at Shut I- up, I was on the forest team like two years in a row. And then I wow. bumped up, uh, they kind of just like, then I quit hockey. So then I could focus on one cause I was missing a lot. So I was on the forest team a lot, but also new to a club. So I was there for two years and then got bumped up to the second team once I was able to focus on one sport. And then I think that was two years. And then I finally made the top team, my 17th year, which opened up some doors for me, which was great.
0: That's freaking dope. That is so cool. Yep. Okay. So then, um, <laughs> plot twist, you had another big 10 school interested in you. So how, Okay, first of all, growing up in Wisconsin, everyone is a Badgers fan. Like, you cannot not be a Badgers fan. I would go to so many volleyball games. And so, like, I totally see why you wanted to go there, even though I I love Kentucky with all my heart. But, like, I get it. I really do. Um, So talk about that decision. And, like, what what do you think separates Wisconsin from, you know, the other 200 (laughs) schools in the country? Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, So when I decided to transfer Wisconsin – uh, like they weren't really on my radar and I joke about this and with Kelly all the time and Britt and Gary, like I sent them an email and they barely replied. They It was like, uh, yeah, we already have all of our spots filled up. And so like, they weren't even on my radar. I was like, I knew who played there. I played against them. I knew all the great DSs they had. They had their libero, all of that. So truly not even on my radar. I entered the transfer portal and they're one of my first calls. And I was like, okay, that's kind of, weird i'll talk to them (laughs) let's see what happens and i have i had a high school teammate there tiffany clark and then dana recce who i played club with so i like knew people there i was obviously familiar with them from playing against them and kind of like their first few questions were like oh well we're really interested in you you kind of kicked our ass these last sorry (laughs) 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 our butts these last two years like uh would you have any interest in wisconsin and my mind going in the transfer portal was like, let's try to stay in the big 10. I like, um, it's kind of been your goal since you were younger. Um, it's super competitive. You've been like, the teams are great. And so I was like, yeah, of course. So I went on a visit there and I absolutely fell in love. Obviously I, I knew two of the girls, they made me feel right at home, but even like the rest of the team, the culture was amazing. I like, I went in, I watched the practice. I got to talk to a lot of the girls and it was like, they're going in to do extra reps were like because they wanted to get better and because like they wanted to be the best for their teammates and that was actually like a like a foreign concept to me from my first two years like you'd go in a little bit early to practice and get extra reps but like it was never like outside of practice and like that was seriously like that caught my attention plus the girls being like so welcoming to like the enemy it was just like it was a no-brainer and talking with the coaches and just their emphasis on competing with each other but also kind of working together and like we all have the same goal here even though you're coming into a team full of great DS liberos which was my position at the time like we still like we have our goal in mind to win championships so like we're gonna bring you in so we can do that um it's not so like we can pin you all against each other um so that was kind of awesome it was just like one thing after the other that it just like perfectly aligned and I was and it was closer to home for me it was just it was everything it was like the perfect package
1: and it's funny that you brought up Tiffany Clark, because when I told my athletic trainer that we were doing an episode with you, I was talking, I was like, yeah, we're going to have Lauren Barnes on. And she was like, is that the one that wears the headband all the time? <laughs> 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 no, it's actually the other great linebacker that came from that school. So that's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: awesome. Um, so what about um, Badger fans it made you love Wisconsin as well? When we played at Wisconsin, Z, like, that, first of all, was the scariest day of my life. Like having to, I actually got put in that game and I, I thought it was a sick joke. Like I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't play this game. <laughs> um, But talk about Badger fans and just like seriously how insane they are. Okay.
2: To- They're awesome. They're like seriously diehards too, which makes it even better. Um, It's like they line up for games hours and hours before games just so they can get like a great seat and like be there and be ready like for warm-ups like the place is almost packed when you're running up for warm-ups and warm-ups are an hour before a game like when you think about like if they don't feel that long when you think about how like like it takes a long time like you have a like a long time from like the time like the doors open to like the time the first serve happens and like I don't know I feel like at most sports people like ah we got time like it's a full game whatever but They are, like, intense. And then once the gym is packed, the atmosphere is insane. Like, they have your backs. fans have your backs. Like, when you're up and, like, your guys are rolling, but then also when you're down, like, you can feel the energy they have for you and kind of, like, their support, which it helps turn a lot of games around. Like, I, I don't know. You guys probably know the same thing. Like, if the gym's silent, it's super hard to get your team going if you're down. Um, and that's like the same as when you go to an enemy kind of territory is like when no one's cheering for you, it's super hard to get your team to turn around, but like when you're in your home atmosphere, there's nothing like it. Um, they always
0: have your backs and it really does help boost morale and kind of boost energy and just keep your team rolling. Totally. Like during COVID, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. Did you guys have any fans? Uh, I think we, we had parents and we were allowed two tickets and they had to be like your relatives and usually it was just parents. I think that, did we have four Z and
1: we have four, like on an average day. So probably not.
2: Okay. Our normal four, but then COVID hit and It was like, you can have two. And like, if they don't have your
0: same last name, they're not coming. Wow. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. But playing in the empty gyms was, um, Mm -hmm. that was a different, that was a different level of like, you know, connectivity with your teammates and such. It was was like a feeling.
2: Yeah. in practice i don't know about you guys but it wasn't even like silent for us in practice like we would usually have music playing like pretty softly yeah. in the background so there was always noise going yeah. and part of that was because the gym's always loud so you have to be able to like talk and communicate over the loudness of the gym yep. and, like, it was just like dead silent almost half the time when we were playing during covid with no fans no it was like it was, uh, someone's teeing
0: off at the golf uh, like no. a golf tee like yeah you know, right <laughs> back to serve like i'd go in for my singular points and i'm like can someone say something like call a play or something? Cause it's so silent.
1: <laughs> but like on the other hand of that, I remember when we played uh, my junior year, we played at Wisconsin and for, it was already like loud, like an environment we have never played in before. Maddie knew what that was because she had been games there before. But I remember there was a stretch where Dana probably had six kills on a slide in a row. Just like bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, head's hurting because we're losing so bad, but head's hurting because like, I literally cannot hear. Like the <laughs> fans are going crazy. It was like I get chills thinking about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There was I don't know if you remember this, but by the time like Dana, I mean it was always loud cheers for Dana, but got to her fourth and fifth year. Like you know when they announce your starting lineup, it was yeah. like everyone it was like, "Oh, Lauren, yeah." Like, "Oh, sid yeah." And then it was like Dana, and it was like, "Yeah." yeah! <laughs> like a clear, so you like it was during the games, but it was also like me and Sid would always looking at each other and it's like, there it is. <laughs> 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 it was lot, That's awesome. Like, funny.
1: <laughs> okay, well, to, since we're on the topic of Dana and Sid, mm-hmm. you guys in the 2020 tournament in the bubble obviously fell short. Mm-hmm. And I know that was a big goal for you guys to win that tournament. um Your whole class, you, said Dana, Danielle all came back for a fifth year talk about that decision and if that was collective and what all went into that. And you guys obviously came back and pursued that championship. So mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit.
2: It actually was not like a kind of collective group decision. We all kind of decided at different times. Um, I talked to Maddie a little bit about this when we first met actually, but I was 100% in from like the very start of Ben's double announcing an extra year. And I was like, I know like, it would be so silly of me not to come back for a master's and have, cause I knew I was graduating. So I was like, it would be like just silly to not come back and get an extra year of school to be able to like get a master's from such a great school. Um, especially like the business school at Wisconsin. And so I was like 100% in the whole time. Um, Sid was also in right with me, like the whole time. And she was kind of like the similar reason she was like, it's kind of silly not to try to get your masters. like so many people like, want to come back to school and like continue schooling. she was we were kind of both like, let's just do it right after. Let's keep playing and doing what we love. and it's just like the perfect combination of the two. Um, I think then Dan- Danielle was coming back, she had redshirted, so she was like already in as well. and then um, Geo decided about halfway through the season um to stay. And kind of like similar reasons, she wanted to finish up her master's program because she would have had to stay a little bit longer. And like, who wouldn't want to keep playing on such a great? (laughs) So um, she decided and then Grace decided actually, after we had all like, we finished, well, I guess we finished playing in the spring and graduated and like, kind of right after we graduated, she was like, yeah, it's like, it's not time to be done yet. And Dana waited. She kept us hanging. (laughs) Like, she was like, no, I really, I'm going to decide. Like, I really just... I really just got away the pros and cons, which rightfully so when you have like opportunity to go play professionally in the USA gym, like that's probably a pretty hard decision to make. Okay. And she kind of did the same thing was just like, I'm, I'm not done in college yet. Like we have something to do. We have something to accomplish. I'm going to go back. So she, um, decided like midway through summer, I think took like right before we went back to school. Cause we got a little bit extra time off cause we were playing for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so she decided like right before we went back wow and it was yeah wow. like kind of one at a time and then, like at the end once like dana made her decision like wow
0: it's like it's all of us <laughs> that's that is so freaking cool and z um lauren what is what did sid major in slash what'd she get her master's in i was joking.
1: i already know her major because they talked about it on every time. game oh yeah like oh. human biology health sciences physicist astrophysicist <laughs> rocket science <laughs> something crazy like that i was like bro put her in like the freaking cdc like what is she doing here
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes she is like scary smart and I roomed with her so I even like I would see her kind of study habits her like work ethic in school not that I'm not doubt like yeah like doubting my own work ethics so I have a good work ethic but it's just like it's insane and she kind of I don't know I swear she had the photographic memory she claims she doesn't I swear she does I could read over her notes like three times go into a test be like oh that was really hard and come back and be like yeah I got an A on it and I'm like
1: that sounds familiar. That person I hate. <laughs> that's literally Maddie Breswitz. She'll study for study for a week and then take the test and be like, "God, I definitely failed that." She's that's like you know on Canvas where it's like high, median, low. She's the high every time. Ruins <laughs> the every single time. That's her. I knew you were gonna
0: say that. Z. No, and then the other thing, um, Gia came back and she had like six torn ACLs. Oh yeah, I know. And she re-torn ACL and played on the torn ACL all year. I mean, good grief. When I heard about that, I was like, speaking of toughness, that's yeah. baller. I know. Yeah. That's insane.
1: Yep. Well, okay, you talked a little bit about professional and Dana and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Playing, and if we haven't, like, hammered this away yet, like, Warren Barnes was, like, the best libero in the country for three years. Not to, like, toot your horn or whatever. I am, but that's exactly what I'm trying to do. You were the best libero in the country for a really long time, but playing professional volleyball overseas as a libero, especially in American liberos extremely challenging teams take like American right sides, outsides, all these things, but not bros. So talk about your decision to not pursue a professional career and what went into that and what you're doing now.
2: For sure. Um, So I considered it. And in my younger years of college, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm playing at a pretty high level right now. I can definitely do it. And then you kind of get to that point where like you kind of look at it or like you see like really close friends doing it. So like I talked to Tiffany a lot about it. Um, being a bro and I was just like oh my gosh it's like like you said it's really hard to do and I got to the point where it was like kind of time to talk to like agents to try to get over there like when I finished my last year my fifth year and I had like one agent reach out and he was like yeah like I could like there's one thing for you um that I have but like no one else really needs a libero right now but like one team's pretty interested in you And I was like, okay. And I was, um, I thought about it and I was like, I just, I don't think I want to go to Europe. Um, like I think Europe's awesome. I got to go there with my team, but I was like, I like, if I'm going to go and like for the experience, I think I would rather just go later on in my life when I get my like full, however long I'm there, two weeks to just explore Europe. Um, I know that's like an aspect that a lot of people like, but I was like, I can do that later on in life if I want to go again. And I've gotten to do it now. So that was kind of like, I put that part aside. I was like, okay what about the volleyball part and it just come off a national championship win and i was like like that's the high like you can end on like the highest note and i was i was very okay with that note i was like you you did what you came to college to do um you won big 10 you won national championship so like if all else fails like you can you did that good so like i felt fulfilled in the volleyball world and i was like um I don't know. It just going over, there was so little opportunity and it's not talking about enough, but so little pay you can't oh my gosh. So hard to make a living for liberos. It was like, I was being offered, I think $20,000 for a nine month season. Like yeah. that is crazy. Um, and it just like, I completely like I'm in awe of the people that are able to do that. And that do that just because they love the vo- sport of volleyball so much, but I was, I was ready to, um, kind of put it aside and like kind of close that chapter of my life. And, um, I majored in finance. So I went to the business school and I wanted to get in the business world. Um, and then I got my master's in business analytics. So I was like, I want to see what I can do here. I'd only had a year with like actual kind of data and analytics and stuff. And I was like, this is in within a year has grabbed my attention so much. So I really wanted to see where I could go with that. Um, and I always knew my parents kind of always prepared me. They're kind of, they're great. They were like, Volleyball ends, so you need to be ready for like the next step. And the next step for me was kind of nerdy to say, but it was like data. (laughs) 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 I was like, this is super cool. I've really enjoyed my program. Let's kind of like, let's see where I can go. So I found myself in Milwaukee and I'm currently working as a data and analytics engineer. Um, and I love it. I've been there a little bit over I've been at my company a little bit over a year now. Um, I I'm absolutely in love with Milwaukee. I love my job. I've learned so much. I already have so much responsibility. My team I work with is awesome. So it's just like I am 100% confident that I made the correct decision to kind of put volleyball aside and just step away and really see where I can go next in my life.
1: That's really cool. And I think and I've talked to um, some of my friends that were really, 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 really good in college and that pursued professional career and then they finish, and everyone's like, Oh, it's a shame you're not doing it anymore because of so- what a high level they do, and it's kind of hard to like not feed into that yourself when everyone knows like how good you are. But that's like not what you want to do. So I'm sure that was really challenging.
2: Yes, it is. It's it's like a like you're trying to weigh like the pros and cons of like I can do this and I want to show myself and others I can do this. But I was like, I also like I'm good at where, what I've done, and I want to see what I can do now in like the next my life. So I've done school, I've kind of done volleyball, and now let's see like can you survive in the real world? Can you do your next, like a, a big girl job? Let's see what happens. So I'm um, pretty happy with where I'm at. And I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, like I said, love my job. So I'm happy with where I'm at right now.
0: Lauren uh-huh. talked about this at coffee, but that is like me to a T as well. Like I just felt like I had, I had hit the highest level or I hit my peak in volleyball and I still love the sport. And I know you love the sport and you're still like coaching lessons and helping at staying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we both we also talked about PVF and mm-hmm. um, League One and all these leagues coming to America as well and I think all of us can agree like there is nothing to the sport than there to be a professional league in America mm-hmm. um, and I think it's like the, there's more and more and more media attention around it like. You know, all of our best friends or a lot of our best friends are all playing, which is so cool. But um, talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you see that playing out in the next five to ten years? You have, you have like, your best friends are playing. So you have we all have insights on it as well. But mm-hmm. what do you think that's what do you think that's new for the sport? Oh, gosh. Huge things. Great things. I think it's just going to continue to call attention
2: to um, how awesome it is. I feel like the college game's already done that. Um, like we're not done by any means of like growing the sport, but like people I have had so many people tell me, like I watched one game and now I can't stop watching like, Mm. like friends, like family friends of mine, they started watching like in the playoffs and they're like, I watched in the playoffs. Your kind of like, I don't know what it was a junior year. And then I watched every single game of yours from there on out. Like one game gets people hooked. And I think that's going to be the same for professional volleyball, like kind of the same thing. Like, once people start to watch, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to keep going up, which is yeah. great. And like, um, I will say the one thing I wish that they kind of were doing was allowing people to work and play, which they do. But at the same time, it's got to be a flexible job schedule. So for the finance people, me and me, <laughs> it doesn't work out because during yeah, <laughs> the market hours. <laughs> but um, so I, I see it going big places. I wish I could kind of have tried to help it grow and get started and Kick off, but um, like I said, I'm I'm pretty happy with where I am. I'm happy hanging up the court shoes, and I'm excited to watch kind of what our
0: teammates can do and how they can help it grow. No doubt, and I think it's just important for us to be like, even though we're not going to be the ones playing, like promoting it, we mm-hmm. need to be watching it. We need to be going to see them play. Like we need to be posting on our social medias, like everything that makes team might seem small. Like we we have a platform, all of us, all of us meaning like everyone that's retired. Mm-hmm playing um so i'm excited but ultimately it comes down to money and who's willing to put their money where their mouth mm-hmm. is so um i hope that in that regard like we can get some serious funding and make something crazy happen
2: I hope so too. it's huge to see other like professional athletes backing it right now that that's what we need um totally it shows that like other people know like saying it's a real sport is silly but like it's a real sport that can be successful and like it's fun to watch. It's like it's a hard sport to play. I don't know how many times I've heard like volleyball's easy, and then they play and they're like volleyball's not easy. And I'm like, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun, and it's like it's a hard game to understand and to like learn. So like part of that is like the thing that pulls people in.
0: Totally, Z. And you hear like sorry, what are you gonna say? We're gonna say the same thing. Go ahead.
1: I know. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we are. But I'm gonna go ahead. You hear like Holly Rowe all the time, like. Tweeting, like, if you build it, they're gonna come. That is exactly what she's gonna say. <laughs> but um <laughs> if you build it, people will come. And a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, the USA team played in Arlington, which is my hometown. And my mom, of course, all her friends go because they're junkies for volleyball. And she said the atmosphere was incredible. And like, people here like care about it. It's just mm-hmm. there's no market for it yet. Right. So once that kind of thing happens, like, it's just gonna boom.
0: Oh, 100%. That is not what I was gonna say. You know quoting Holly Rowe off, off the wind. Oh, <laughs> well,
1: you started shaking your head. So then I got confused. I didn't think like, so either.
0: You knew I, was, I wasn't going to know Holly Rowe's quotes. But what I was going to say is, speaking of the hard sport, there is nothing worse than when a guy comes up to you and is like, yeah, I could beat you, yes, and, and beach volleyball. And I'm like, the F you could? Like, I've played for 14 years of my life. Like, there is nothing more annoying than when a guy says that. And I know Z and I get that all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, oh
1: yeah they're like they're just stupid or it's just a bad way of flirting like
2: I, either that, way it's just stupid the craziest part is like if we go on the volleyball court and like obviously it, i don't know you can't say like we're gonna play real rules but like if we played real rules you guys would not get a single point like <laughs> oh. and like i mean you would double every single ball you would yeah. not be able to be in system at all <laughs> like <laughs> like ever and that's I- Like, the girls would just trample you. I know they can, like, jump higher than us, and, like, sometimes, but, like, and that's why there's a difference in nets for guys to girls, but, like, it's not about jumping high and hitting hard and, like, looking athletic. It's way harder than that.
1: Totally. Even, like, I, like, all the respect to men's volleyball players, like, I love men's volleyball, but, like, we, sorry, I'm gonna say it, we are more skilled than men's volleyball players. Like, they are really good because they can jump high and they can hit it really hard, but, like, skill-wise, like, they don't really come close. Yeah, and maybe that's a bad take. I don't think it is, but no,
0: no, no. I think like control wise, like I think like, mm-hmm. as if you get to the highest level of men's volleyball, they're obviously skilled. But like the yeah. the the medium level men's volleyball, they're not they're not controlled the way that we have ball right. control. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's still fun to watch. but it's just yeah, we
2: yeah, would always joke around like, okay, you get your top ten best athletes, and we'll get our like team. And, like, we'll play six-on-six. Six, but we were like, we can't actually do that because they have no body control. That- yeah, yeah. No one's going to get hurt.
0: <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Shifting gears, Lauren. Um, This is, like, probably my favorite question that I was looking forward to asking you the most. So, a couple things. One, I was, like, reading through your bio on Wisconsin. Like, they have some cool questions on there, too, by the way. Like, they really do do a good job. And one of them was one word to describe you. And you said competitive. And... <laughs> That, I mean, I just love you even more than I already did for that answer alone. Um, like, Z and I, like, take pride, and we're probably, like, two of the most competitive people, like, you'll ever meet, and so you're the third. You're the third in <laughs> that group right there. Um, but you've won four Big Ten championships and a national championship. Um, like, if you're not, if you're listening and you you don't know volleyball that well, like, that statistic is absurd. The Big Ten one, specifically. The Natty? Yeah, okay, it's good, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> feels have that um ben there that. the four big 10 championships is crazy so talk about first of all like what separates a great team from an elite team mm-hmm. and second of all how do you feel like you contributed to that success although it was probably different on each team but kind of talk about talk to those two points yeah gosh good team and a great team like sounds like a simple question but like
2: it's pretty hard it's like the wheels all have to, like, everyone has to be on the train at the same time. And as you both know, that is super hard to do, um, especially in, like, kind of the ebb and flow of season. Like, you have school going on, injuries, whatever's happening. happening. Um, so I would say, like, the biggest thing is, like, everybody's on the train and everybody's going in the same direction. No one's trying to get, like, turn around or hop off at different spots. Like, that's a huge thing we always used to say is, like, yeah, we know we're tired, but we need to stay on the train and we need to keep moving. Um I would say that's kind of, like, the number one thing. Everyone's going towards, like, that one goal. But also that, like, everyone's working together and kind of you want to win for each other. Um, it's not just, like, you just have one good player and, like, you're going to rely on her over and over and over and over again. Um, like, you need every single every single player. Every, like, 18 to 20 is what we usually had on a team. Like, you need all 18 or all 20 players kind of going towards that same goal, like I've said um and we we truly had that um every year like obviously for the national championships that is super hard to do like you you just have to be on 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 you guys know that um but like big 10 championships like going against big 10 teams it's like going again in like the tournament every single night it's like being in like men's double tournament every single night um and that's truly not an exaggeration I know everyone says that but it's like if you have an off game you will lose to any team if you go in like and take it easy. You will lose to any team, um, and so like I think that's really like another thing that separates like good and great is like you're going in and you're respecting your opponent 100 percent of the time. Um, there's no like easy opponent that oh we're just gonna sweep them and like go home. It's never ever that is never ever a mentality. If you have that mentality, it's usually gonna end up bad on your side. Probably nine times out of ten. <laughs> so kind of like those are just like a few things, but I feel like that's kind of what we had. Um and they look like you said, they look different every year, but um for a majority that's kind of like the overarching I guess mindset.
0: Totally. And I think like whenever um you know, uh, the one that comes to mind, it Maryland kind of beat a few teams this year, right? Like kind of out of the blue okay okay I didn't <laughs> okay. that wasn't even intentional I just genuinely like I just remember seeing like headlines of like Maryland oh, yeah because if you teams like that Maryland Indiana like who are lower in the Big Ten if if you just come in like a little bit off like that the- that's those are the games where you're like damn it like how did that happen oh yeah,
2: oh, yeah. and now was- oh gosh yeah I did
0: not mean that I did not know that you guys
2: you are just like contemplating everything and you're like oh my gosh <laughs>
1: yeah. you lost or even like that like talking about like how hard that is you can play like nebraska wisconsin sorry you are wisconsin nebraska minnesota ohio state purdue michigan and then you have maryland and you're tired rightfully so and so it's really hard just to keep yourself engaged but you don't have a choice right and, and
2: that specific example like you play two games a week in volleyball not many like not many people really know that a lot of sports just do like one. I know like baseball. I think baseball and hockey will do like two to three, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But um like we do two, and like that was our first game of the weekend. We were flying to, I don't know where we were flying to, but the next night we were flying to another game. Like you have maybe ten hours to turn yourself around, and even then it's like you have your plane ride to like figure it out, put it away, mm-hmm. and then get ready to go. So like that's probably like the hardest part and like another like attribute that the whole team has to have you can't have anyone still thinking about yesterday
0: no no lauren we um post-covid we switched our schedule so we would play the same team back to back so yeah they switched it this year right z so you're back to normal right Um, my parents don't love it yeah no parents don't love it (laughs) but for the last three years we've been like we go to a school and then we'll play them like friday saturday which Mm -hmm. so we z this is good but we lost to south carolina at south carolina our junior year which they're not like very good um and talk about contemplating everything like you just like go back to the drawing board and you don't need to but it's just right. like hate and winning teams care they care a lot mm-hmm. and so um i i feel that i feel that yeah. on a deep level <laughs> yeah
1: yeah okay well before we wrap this up we have two more questions but i have one uh, I want you to kind of give your thoughts on what the Wisconsin Badgers are going to look like this year. Ooh. Not unbiased, since you're not a part of the pro- – you are forever part of the program, but <laughs> unbiased on what you think we're going to see from that team this yeah. year. Oh, gosh. Well,
2: I think they're going to be awesome, again. I just – they have so much talent and depth, and, like, it, that is so important on a volleyball team that you can have so many players to, like, play. Like, I don't know. I feel like all of their hitters – can play at like their pins can play on the outside or the right side. That is awesome. Cause as you guys, you have to be able to hit on the outside and the right side with certain rotations. I think that's awesome. Their middles are super athletic, um, which is also needed. <laughs> um, and then their back row is like, know, this one, this part's biased, but Wisconsin has a sweet back row all the time. <laughs> <Our> <laughs> ice comment. <laughs> um, back row. is just like, I don't know. That's they, just like, it's always gritty in the gym there, especially like the defend the defensive players. Um, and like I don't know, they're gonna be awesome. I'm really excited to watch them, especially with some they they have some new pickups. They got Temmie from Northwest. Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of her. She's insane. Um, playing against her was always so fun. Like we literally scout her. I can say this now because she's on our side of the net. Our sorry, I'm biased again. Totally. We literally yeah. scout her, and they'd be like, "Okay, Lauren, don't go and just stand on the ten foot line and dig the ball." like just stand there that was like the one place they had me go because she's that good she could just like pound it under like our six eight six nine middles and that's where we defended
1: <laughs> Dude, i remember playing timmy in club she played for some team out of chicago i don't know and um after every time i played her i'm like where the heck is that girl going to school and they're like she's going northwest she's going northwest and i'm like that's it oh yeah <laughs> yeah jesus
2: Super excited, super excited to watch everyone, but I just think they're going to be awesome again. They have two really great setters coming back this year. The 6-2 is awesome for them because, as I've said, they have so many good hitters um, that, like, you get them all on the court with the 6-2, which is – I don't know that they're running 6-2, but I assume same yeah. thing as last year. So, but, yeah, I just think that's, like, an awesome benefit. Um, but then also, like, just so much depth. Like, so many good passers, so many good hitters. Like, they have their great setters. It's just, like – Oh, my gosh. Like, they're, the scrimmages in, in the gym, at least when I was there, and I can only imagine they're even better now because they've continued to grow, it, they were, like, real-life games. Like, it wasn't, like, one side's crushing on the other side. It was, like, we mixed it up and did everything, and it was, like, yeah, like, a match every night. We had to call it at a certain point because we were just, like,
0: going back and forth. That is awesome. That, that, awesome. that sounds like our gym, too, and that's, like, my favorite part of college volleyball, probably, is just oh, the... Yeah the level of competition in the gym um but I think Lauren I think the best part about being done is honestly trying to like guess who <laughs> like who's Kelly put out there who's Craig put out in the lineup oh, like yeah come, come August so it's fun. like obviously I get the insight from Z of like you know how girls are performing yeah. and I'm always like dude it'd be tough to be a coach it will oh, be tough God. I know. And then you
2: see one thing happen. You're like, okay, that makes sense. But like, I kind of wanted this to happen. And you're like, I didn't happen.
0: (laughs) Totally. Totally. Okay. Lauren, our favorite question ever. Um, and it's something we ask all of our guests is what is the best piece of advice you have for any of the winning women that would be listening? Yeah. Um, my number one
2: thing is always bet on yourself. Um, that has come like, that is, brought me to great places in my life kind of from, from the start, uh, we talked about, I played hockey. I decided choosing volleyball, like kind of betting on myself in the volleyball world. Um, I went to college, I decided to transfer. I bet on myself to try to find a place that was a better fit for me. Um, that worked out, um, kind of like now I'm in, I bet on myself going to the work world rather than saying volleyball, like also working out right now. Um, so like, I just really, Like always bet on yourself and always have faith in yourself and have that perseverance and that work ethic to kind of bring yourself to great places. Bring your people in around you with you. You're not going anywhere by yourself, but like don't forget to take care of yourself and like I've said it a billion times in the last twenty seconds, but really do bet on yourself and use your people around you to bring like to go with you and to help lift you up.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. We both said I love it. (laughs) it. Go ahead, Z. No, you got it. Oh, I was just gonna say thank you so much. This was such a blessing. and um, you know, we know that Wisconsin loves their people more than like probably more than beer and cheese, which is kind of crazy <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm just pumped. I feel like the Wisconsin community is gonna just love this episode and love learning more about you and more about more about the program and everything in it is. So thank you. What well, yeah.
2: for loving listening to you guys? Admittedly, I I don't think I really knew about your podcast until I met Maddie. And I listened to a few of them and now I'm really excited to listen to the rest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love to see what you guys are doing. Um, But, and I, I really hope it kind of like blows up. I'm really, I had, I didn't listen to it yet, but your most recent one was with like a woman, like CEO, yeah. or something, whoever it was, I read the title pretty quickly. And like, that's been, like, what I tell people I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to be high up at a company, like, once I'm done with volleyball, because that's everyone's favorite question to ask. So, like, I'm really excited to listen to that one. That's freaking
0: awesome. You're going to
1: love it. Tracy is awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Baller. She, uh, she's a, she's a cool lady. And that's what we're trying to do to Lauren is, like, we're trying to get away from, like, just, like, current student athletes. Like, we want to show people's stories. And, like, Tracy is a great example. She was, she played basketball in college, but now she's, like, a baller at what she does. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, if you have any people that you think of, too, we we would love to have them on. For sure. Yeah, well, thank you. Oh, thanks thanks so, so much, Lauren. <laughs>